Keep it locked to KPFA 94.1 FM in the Bay Area, KFCF 88.1 FM in the Central Valley, or listen online at kpfa.org. I'm Brian Edwards-Teekert. See you at 7. In October of 1966, Huey Newton and Bobby Seale created the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense an Oakland-based organization comprised of young people willing to stand up to the state power structure and demand the right to determine the destiny of their community. Join the Amandla Radio Collective on Sunday, October 16th for a 24-hour tribute to the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Black Panther Party, its relevance and necessity then and now. Starting at midnight and all day October 16th, on 94.1 FM, KPFA. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is a minute past 3 p.m. Up next, Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy. Happy ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule, so divide up in darkness from the ones who walk in light light them up boys there's your picture drop the shadows out of This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is October the 11th, 2016. Did want to thank you. Some of you have written me kind letters. It's what keeps me going. I really do appreciate it, especially in these perilous times. My theme song is the one from... uh, well, Bertolt Brecht, Kurt Weil, you know, back in Berlin in 19, oh Lord, 1920s, 1933 was, well, never mind. That was then. This is now. My cat watched the debate Sunday night. I'm trying to develop her sense of humor. <laughs> My cat's name is Dementia. She watched the debate, and she shrugged, and then she yawned and went to sleep. Ah, that's it. That's it. That's what I want now. I want a cat's concern. That's a mantra all the way up until the election, right? A cat's concern. Just, you know, get out there and vote and... Oh, look upon this unspeakable circus. And I, I plan to do it, yes, with a cat's concern. Just 
just walk away. It's too late for wisdom, certainly too late for justice or the rule of law or any of those issues that reasonable people can differ about. Uh, yes, remember to be careful and not lose your uh, best friends, uh, <laughs> your, your spouse. Anyway, uh, I'm so grateful for those progressives who are willing to hang in and try to salvage the shreds of democracy. I keep reminding all those who have given up, you know, thrown up their hands and says, saying it's it's not worth their time. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a crack about, you know, to those who are done with politics. Yes, if you're done with politics, you will be done. Anyway, um, I just keep telling those folks that uh, civilization is not a thrill. It takes all your weeknights and can ruin, yes, it can ruin your life. <laughs> you know, I, I, I watch the, uh, the crowds at the... Uh, oh, it's just... It, I was going to tell you about a sign that was so disgusting and I... I I think I won't because there are children in the audience. Uh, the, what is it? Uh, you, you think you've hit bottom. Oh, no, there's a bottom below, a low below the low, you know. Aha. Uh-huh. The vulgar video, all that stuff. Uh, deja vu, personally, uh, I am freaked out by all this stuff. Uh, those of us who have experienced violence, uh, we're always a little nervous, a little, well, I'll admit, frightened when we see a sociopath looming over a woman who's trying to be civilized, trying to speak truth. Uh, Now, the way that uh, the Donald stalked Hillary Clinton was not just rude, overbearing, bullying. Everybody noticed that. I thought, actually, I thought I was watching an angry bear circling a victim. She needed a a taser. Yeah, send her a taser, some pepper spray, at least, at least a sharp stick. These snide, sarcastic, sneering assaults, those were familiar. We've had those before, but uh, that predatory Stalking behind her back, that, that was quite dark. Uh, made me think of a New Yorker cover, uh, years ago, years ago, when Hillary Clinton was a senator for the state of New York. The magazine cover showed a pretty woman who looked like Hillary. She's walking through the park at night. I assume Central Park. She's alone, but cheerful and smiling. Yes, think of, uh, you know, maybe Little Red Riding Hood. Anyway, behind one of the trees, the artist has drawn the then mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, as he leers out at her with a cruel expression. Now, I hope that the present scene is just as silly, as just a, as great a subject for Humor, uh, it 
is my experience that the dread, even the hatred of women, is no joke. Uh, we try to treat it lightly, uh, you know, in order to soften the blow, but I find that it is something primordial. Uh, most men struggle to overcome feelings like that. Uh, Freud and the rest of the boys still try to explain this dark side of our nature. You know, stuff about the womb and the tomb and life and death, all that stuff. Uh, got a whole shelf of books on the pathology of, uh, what do you call that? Gender dread. Women, women too have these feelings. Uh, I mean, I saw several during the, uh, the brouhaha's on the television and <clears throat> yelling out, I, I guess, once again, I don't want to say how ugly these things were. Uh, basically, they said they couldn't trust a woman. He's honest, straightforward. Um, she's a liar. You know, that's the, the uh, feminine side of her. Of course, to be the, the chief of state, that would be the one of the first things in the job description would be how to be a brilliant liar. Uh, those women who support Donald Trump, uh, I think they truly believe some of that stuff, you know, that she's the Antichrist. I, I can't say I understand it. And, of course, I'm exaggerating. Uh, as Mr. Trump says, it's just words. Surely all this will end well, at least uh, without a fascist takeover, without, you know, Mussolini or Franco or one of those dudes. Uh, I still keep thinking of Berlin in 1933 and the end of the Weimar Republic, you know. Uh, next morning, Hitler, Hitler padlocked the... Uh, birth control clinics. Anyway, brown shirts and angry gangs of men, those who were still upset about World War I and so many who feel stiffed by the system. It's a book by Susan Faludi called Stiff, trying to explain this phenomenon. Uh, you know, the end of uh, manufacturing jobs and all that business. Uh, it's called economic history I guess that's what we call it uh, I think of it still as just history maybe we are caught in the hinge of history there's a new right wing party in Germany it's called uh, Alternative for Deutschland it's uh, yeah Alternative for Germany uh what scared me when I read about it the piece on the in the New Yorker about it. Uh, uh, it's uh, not just that it is headed by a very attractive young woman of 41, four kids. She's wonderful cover. Anyway, uh, what scared me about this lurch to the right is that the membership of this party is 85% male. I think of all our onward Christian soldiers groups uh, 
I keep telling myself, courage, courage. Uh, Donald Rather used to say courage at the end of his broadcasts. That was back before he was purged <laughs> by the Republican establishment. Uh, most people didn't notice that, you know. Uh, you remember he broadcast the amazing news that George W. Bush had gone AWOL when he was a younger man. There's a movie I saw again recently. Uh, Robert Redford played Dan Rather and Kate Blanchett was the TV newswoman. She uh, was the one who, who went after the story and she took the worst hit. She hasn't worked in television since. I digress. I digress. Always. Uh, uh, the movies. Uh, I tell you, Gore Vidal, Orson Welles, they all warned us that much of our history will be learned from the movies. I'm thinking of the young, young people. They really do, you know, they really do get their facts from the films. Uh, fortunately, I think the movies are getting better. I think that our writers are beginning to wake up. Uh, I, I needed some help after the uh, debates, and I watched... Uh, PBS documentary called The Contenders about the history of the candidates for the presidency. And I saw Shirley Chisholm, the wonderful Shirley Chisholm, making her run for the White House. Uh, was a woman the first time that a black person ran. A twofer, right. Uh, she said that she'd had much more trouble as a woman than as a black American. Uh, yes, gender, Trump's race. Anyway, she says she was sure she had a shot in the beginning because she had so many supporters, but she ran out of what she called money. We ran out of the money. That's what she called it. Uh, she's so much fun, so honest, so above board, right? I think that it was her years in Jamaica that created Shirley Chisholm. She's so free. Um, Jamaica, of course, is a black country with black rulers and black cops, you know. Um, that kind of changes your perspective. Uh, Toni Morrison has some novels about towns that were run by, you know, they had an all-black uh, Hierarchy. Of course, we don't know anything about that here. We're still in the pecking order. Uh, it has begun to change. It has begun to change. But it is so slow. There was a remark we made in the 70s, I guess. We all, uh, the feminist argument, we, we all said, well, it would be nice to get a few women, oh, say, um, on the police force. And our our line after that was, well, you know, you just add women and then stir. <laughs> Nothing changes until you reach what we call critical mass. I like to imagine a country run by oh, 50% women, females. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, anyway. Uh, the other thing that I did this week to lift my spirits was watch a documentary that knocked my socks off. <coughs> it's all about Russell Brand. 
the iconoclastic activist. He began poor. He made it as a comedian, an actor, and now he's out on the road crying out for economic democracy. This guy has a uh, wild mind. He's a whirlwind. Uh, He seems lit from within. He's also quite gorgeous. Uh, I caught, let's see, Rosie Perez and all the people that are so exciting, you know. And uh, I think uh, he, at one point, he confessed to not going to a certain engagement because of the death threats. So, obviously, he he does want to cover his ass. He's not stupid. You can check it out on the web, www.brand, right, brandthefilm.com. All you need is brand, B-R-A-N-D, thefilm.com. It's, uh, I would call, I would call it, Lifting, inspiring. He is, of course, a screwball, my kind of guy. He is a fantasist. But I I think we need a little inspiration. Uh, throw out the old, bring in the new, put an end to the monetary system. <laughs> Brave new world. Theatrical talent, that guy. Uh, blow away all the old ideas. Property is theft. He's not. He's not like Michael Moore, but uh, there's a group. There's a group of iconoclastic writers and artists who are beginning to take shape. I think I have to call them our progressive culture, and I think we need to support them. They're the guys that help make people think. I have many second thoughts about our women stand-up comics, but I'm not going to go into that right now. I think, I think they're doing the best they can, but I wish they were, uh, really tough, you know, tough like the ones in the fifties, like, well, I'm trying to think, uh, the one that, well, people didn't like Roseanne in the end, and I don't know why that was, uh, Phyllis Diller and all of that nonsense. People are always talking about internalized oppression and, uh, uh, you know, how they want the women to be as uh, tough as the black comedians, blah, blah. Anyway, I think that Russell Brand is a lover of the world and uh, I hope, I hope he doesn't burn out. Uh, I loved him in a recent film Shakespeare's The Tempest amazing Uh, that movie had Helen Mirren as Prospero the magician actually in she's a woman so she's Prospera (laughs) she's Shakespeare's last prophet uh, philosopher he throws away his magic wand oops oops she throws away her magic wand throws away even the books. (coughs) I'm sorry, I seem to be developing a cough. It may be that I've been yelling at the television too much. In any case, 
once you've thrown away the magic wand and the books, you turn to the young, you know, Miranda. She's the one who says, what a beautiful world it is and how uh, beautiful the people are in it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, his rule, yes, his rule is... Uh, to create real democracy. Now, I think we have to ask the millennials to, to take charge. Uh, I can't do it anymore. I, I like the idea. I used to say to the old folks, I used to say, well, if you think you can't keep up, we better go to the head of the march. You know, all these old women might as well use what's left of their strength and energy just get out there and lead the troops uh, it's a nice thought you know I do remember a day when I could when I could uh, oh well you know when I could wave a flag and be you know the uh, Berkeley broad in the Birkenstocks up there on the barricades that's a good line I like that yes Berkeley Broad in Birkenstocks up there on the barricades. Terrific line, Jennifer. Phrase maker. Phrase maker. I always thought that America, the United States, was slouching toward a kind of socialism. You know, the kind that individualists can live with. But I know now we mustn't call it socialism. Kind of the, uh, what is it, the propagandists will take the words and set them, you know, set them in a context that confuses people. Now, Bernie Sanders knew the right language to use. He had just the right touch. And I hope that he sticks with the uh, Clinton campaign. We need to join hands, connect community is coming I saw it on the street out in front of my building there were a whole bunch of tents and things and said that community is the solution maybe I should go over and talk to those guys and interview them right <laughs> well yes hold hands and sing old labor songs anyway for me I think I should keep hope alive by working for the earth. Ecology is my favorite cause. Uh, Al Gore has uh, come forward. He's joining Hillary. I don't know whether it's today. Uh, joint speech somewhere. Anyway, I don't know if he's going to stay with her on the campaign trail. But that's an excellent, excellent connection. Yes. Make Mother Earth your Messiah. Uh -huh. I was thinking, I was thinking of 1992. Hillary's still in a headband, I think. Uh, maybe not. Maybe she'd, she'd taken on uh, some of the, <laughs> some of the values of the middle class. Anyway, Al Gore and Tipper and Bill Clinton and Hillary, and they were all up there dancing and waving. And uh, Hillary said at one point, she said that politics should be fun, she said. And I looked at her Sunday night 
I kept thinking, you know, don't, don't, don't flinch, girl. Don't hang in there, hang in. And, of course, she did. She's, uh, I just wanted to yell out, is it fun yet? Uh, I, uh, I'll stick with the animals. That's what I'll do. I'll stick with the, the stuff that, uh, what is it, that never goes away, the eternal verities. I want to read Mark Twain next week if I can find his pages. He has a diary called The Diary of Adam and Eve. And there's some wonderful pages before the fall, you know, the biblical fall. Uh, Eve, the first woman, she has not yet become subservient in her diary. She rides the biggest and best animals. She leads the parade. She talks, oh, all about how perfectly suited she is to the backs of these great cats and <laughs> giant mammals. Uh, made me, uh, made me think of the, I think there's been a, there's, there was a, a musical, it wasn't a movie, there was a musical of Mark Twain's The Diary of Adam and Eve. It's my favorite take on the, uh, let's not call them the jokes, but the vast area of confusion between masculine and feminine values. And of course, uh, most people get it wrong, but I do like the non-human animals, you know, like my cat. Uh, my cat is much too wise to look at someone like Donald Trump. And she's certainly too smart to listen to him. I found something in this little magazine, The Sun. It's, uh, this is the August issue of The Sun. Uh, it's written by a guy named Henry Beston, B-E-S-T-O-N, Beston. Uh, it's about the animals. He writes, The animals shall not be measured by man. In a world older and more complete than ours, they move finished and complete, gifted with extensions of the senses we have lost or never attained. Living by voices we shall never hear. They are not brethren. They are not underlings. They are other nations caught with ourselves in the net of life and time. Fellow prisoners of the splendor and travail of the earth. I think that captures some of it. I think that human beings are like the other animals for the first, well, some people say the first two years. I would say at least eight months, but, you know. Then they lose the, the primordial, uh, the primordial instincts, the old, old stuff, you know, the brain, anyway. We're stuck in this life, in this silly socioeconomic maelstrom and the politicians must do their thing Hillary Clinton has the stamina she even 
likes to talk about the movies. She talked about the recent film Lincoln. That's the one with Daniel Day-Lewis, a most progressive picture. Uh, the old movies are much loved, but uh, <laughs> Raymond Massey is is a bit is just a, a, a bit precious. Uh, all that primate grandeur, sentimental to a fault. Uh, but Daniel Day-Lewis is amazing. The script is so good that the movie did not become as popular as it should have. Uh, Hillary tried to tell Trump that the film was about civics, about the way presidents uh, deal with the rule of law and constitutional amendments. And I'll have to save all that good stuff for next time when I talk about the Equal Rights Amendment and how we haven't got it yet. Women, beware. This has been Jennifer Stone. Until next Tuesday. Go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Author, progressive minister, and radical activist Chris Hedges is coming to Berkeley with his challenging new book, Unspeakable, on the most forbidden topics in America. October 19th, a Wednesday, Hedges will be at King Middle School, 1781 Rose Street in North Berkeley, 7.30 p.m. With him, yes indeed, will be David Talbot, activist author of The Devil's Chessboard. Sabrina Jacobs will host this KPFA benefit. There's free parking and wheelchair access, advanced tickets at brownpapertickets.com, and our cherished indie bookshops. Find full information on the KPFA website for these two exceptionally engaged and discerning scribes here October 19th.